Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. Attention men! Just a friendly reminder that Valentine's Day is just around the corner. It's not too late to make her heart blaze with love for you. Imagine a jewelry craftsperson asks you a few simple questions and then creates the perfect gift of gemstones in gold or silver. Or you can pick from our wide selection of gemstone jewelry and brand name watches! All without the frustrating shopping experience fast and at the price you choose hundreds less than your local jewelry store enjoy your surprise and delight visit trailblazegems.com today and in the code c-r-a-d-i-o the number 10 for ten dollars off your first order surprise her this valentine's day with trailblazegems.com and don't forget to use that code c-radio10 for ten dollars off today Let's talk about one of our newest advertisers at Transmedia Worldwide. Hi, everyone. Well, this is uh, this is it, everybody. The holy grail as far as wealth and success is concerned. We are the uh, proudest today to be letting you know about this one-of-a-kind business in the $12 billion a year self-improvement niche built to make you surpass all your expectations and reach all your personal and financial goals. This is indeed a must for everyone willing to make their lives grand in every possible ways while becoming guaranteed seven-figure earner yes you heard that right as you are guaranteed to become a proud seven-figure earner this year with earnings between five to twenty thousand dollars weekly this business grants you also a lifetime of mesmerizing life-changing products keeping you in the business forever and never letting you out. This is by far the one business every entrepreneur's need to join and be part of. The owner is underway to make 100 million seven-figure income earners this year. By investing thousands in promotion, this is as good as it gets, and I therefore heartfully welcome you on the behalf of the owner, Mike Love, on board this historical experience and your very own empowered millionaire lifestyle. I invite you to join today at www.yourmilliondollarempire1.biz. That's Y-O-U-R-M-I-L-L-O-N-D-O-L-L-A-R-E-M. P-I-R-E, the number one, dot B-I-Z. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Let's tell you about one of our fantastic marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great crowdfunding campaign. It's a GoFundMe. Check this out today. It's by Alex Martin. He's trying to bring modern medicine to Costa Rica. Metro MD is wanting to expand their services to a newly acquired property in Vita Costa Rica. Many travelers are fooled by the beautiful beaches, serene jungles, and never come to realize the people of this beautiful country have very limited access to health care, let alone modern medicine. Devin Stone, the CEO of Metro MD, and his fiance Aaron McLaughlin saw this firsthand during a trip to Costa Rica. During their stay, they brought medications from the U.S. to help local citizens out. One patient that struck their attention was a young boy who had advanced bacterial infection in his leg. He did not know what to do or where to get help. It was striking this boy would lose his, le- his leg without care. Simple antibiotic was all he needed. 
Let's tell you about this GoFundMe campaign. Check it out today. They are trying to bring some much-needed medical care to Costa Rica. Check out this website, GoFundMe.com slash Costa Rican Needs Meds. That's right, www.gofundme.com slash Costa Rican Needs Meds. And we'll spell it for you, G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot C-O-M slash C-O-S-T-A-R-I-C-A-N-E-E-D-S-M-E-D-S dot com. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. Tell you about one of our fantastic new marketing partners at Transmedia Worldwide. It is a brand new e-course. It's about taking control of your life, getting a mentor one-on-one to help you with achieving your goals and dreams. Check out coursecraft.net slash courses slash Z9PEM slash splash. That's right, coursecraft.net slash course slash Z9PEM slash splash it's a brand new e-course it's about taking control of your life and getting a mentor one-on-one to help you with achieving your goals and dreams we're going to spell it for you one more time c-o-u-r-s-e-c-r-a-f-t dot n-e-t slash c-o-u-r-s-e-s slash z the number nine capital p e capital m Slash S P L A S H. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. It's a great new marketing partner on Transmedia Worldwide, the Balloon Challenge. Let's tell you a little bit about this incredible, incredible piece of business. It's a great gig, it's a beautiful blessing. It's a thankful to God we came across. We're going to tell you right now, this offers everything we feel that is needed to get this positive message out to all. Check out this crowdfunding. This mobile application observes one's dedicated hard work one puts in each day because we know the reward would benefit a message of hope for a better tomorrow. 1.02 billion people are in need of aid, guidance, and services within our community. We consider ourselves a modern-day disciple with a heart of unity. We enjoy helping others. God turned our life around and would love to help make our world better. This mobile application will allocate free services socially with those in need in our communities. It is about giving back or helping others. It is important to modern to reach people where they are. Through the generosity, those in need will grow to know Christ. Let's change the world of social media and fund a positive mobile application people will care about. Also, we've included the Balloon Challenge. This gives the porters to share the funniest balloon pop reactions. Check it out today. It's an amazing, amazing. This will give supporters to share the funnest balloon pop reaction. We'd like to give some, we'd like to give back excitement to one another and together share the self-reward. Check out bit.ly slash the number one U-M-B-T-L-Y. Check it out today. It's raisu.com slash br slash causes slash let dash s dash c dash who dash cares. And tell them you heard about it here on Transmedia Worldwide. 
one of 700 radio show hosts included in the book, Radio Wants You, an intimate portrait of 700 radio shows that welcome guests. What a loser. And this is Interviews from the Past and Present, now available on JiggyJagwire.com. I was really surprised about that. This controversial space on the World Wide Web. Read it every week online at JiggyJagwire.com. It's the Weekly Rant. We are back here on the world-famous Cheeky Jake Wally Show, doing the damn thing as always from TalkRadioX.com, and today, SRN, the spirit of South York at 148.ca, and 50-plus stations across the internet, and low-power FM across the U.S. and Canada, and our podcast is available at JiggyJagwire.com. It's also available at TalkRadioX.com as soon as we go off the air, and if you want to listen to us on your mobile smartphone, it's Stitcher.com slash JiggyJagwire, or you can just go to Stitcher.com and download the app. We've got Barry Ferber on the line with us today. He is the he is the conservative radio talk legend. He is uh, one of my favorites, and uh, we we played a little clip earlier of Barry Ferber and his uh, his amazing technique of how to how to speak any language. And you you, you basically taught yourself many languages. Uh, before we get into this. Um, Thanks for doing this, my friend. This is a pleasure. It is, it is my delight. Yeah, you're destroying my Air Force on the ground. Keep it up. This is a great Valentine's Day gift. Keep it up. Barry Farber's with us today. He's the talk show host. He's the commentator, author, amazing, amazing individual. And uh, he is the guy that taught Rush, Hannity, Beck, and the rest of these guys how to play ball. Um, Barry Farber with us today, American conservative radio talk show host. Let's talk a little bit about your your language learning uh, facets. You're a language learning enthusiast. Tell me about this. This is just amazing. I'm, I'm so glad you asked about that. It's like, you know, uh, some people have a favorite thing to talk about, but it never gets reached. It never gets reached for. It never gets touched. It never gets asked. So right away, you distinguish. Right away, you're in my Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. <laughs> if, if, I were allowed, if I were allowed to put pictures of my hero on my bedroom wall now the way I was allowed when I was 10 years old, you'd be there tonight, Jimmy. Well, thank you, sir. That's an honor. Right. Uh, first of all, I always, I grew up thinking everybody wanted to learn every language in the world. It, I, yeah. it was just, uh, to me, the, 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 the sweetest sound in the world was the babble of strange tongues in the marketplace. The most beautiful thing to look at was a page of text in a foreign language that I couldn't read. It was exciting, and I, as I grew older, I realized the older kids thought Spanish was a drag and French was terrible. They wished they didn't have to take it. And I said, good Lord, am I on the right planet? So uh, finally, it was my big day. It was my big day, Latin. Uh, at last, I was going to take Latin in the ninth grade. And the first day, all they did was teach us words. And I was a whiz at that. Uh, Farmer Agricola, I, I knew all, I right away learned it all. First, and the second day, same thing. Third day, the same thing. Very important day in my life. The fourth day of class, I was absent. I had asthma. When we got, when I got back on the fifth day, they weren't just bandying words around anymore. It got very serious, 
very boring, and I didn't understand a bit of it. There were terms like nominative, genitive, accusative, ablative, dative, noun cases, verb declensions. And I, I, I remember thinking at the age of 15, this is a lot of nonsense the school board grafted in. By next week, they'll be back to learning words again. I thought that's all language learning was. And I went down, 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 and I was very lucky to get a D minus, which was a passing grade, but not really a mark of excellence of any kind. So the principal called me in and said, you know, son, uh, you're not allowed to take any language next year because you're doing so poorly in Latin. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. You need two years of foreign language to graduate, and you only got three years to do it, and you've already lost a first, and all that kind of lugubrious uh, <laughs> oppression. Yeah. So uh, what, what happened was, during that summer, I went to the bookstore. All this was in Greensboro, North Carolina. I went to a bookstore, and I saw Hugo's Italian Simplified. And I looked through it, and to my amazement, Italian was Latin with all the difficulty removed. Uh, there, there were no noun declensions. The verbs changed a little bit, but not nearly as much as they did in Latin. I bought that book, and I went through it like a hot knife through butter. I learned Italian in about a month. And then, wow. And then I, I, I figured an attack on the high school. I then did the same thing with Spanish. This is the summer between the ninth grade and the tenth grade. And ninth grade was officially high school as far as our records were concerned, but they were we were all over town. Tenth grade was the high school, all of us together in one 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 plant. So I studied Spanish I studied French, and I went to the one teacher who taught them both, and I told her my story of my failure in Latin. I said, Ms. Mitchell, I've been studying hard. Do you think you could give me a, a private little test in Spanish and French? And if I pass, maybe we could excuse the bad grade in, in Latin. You'd let me start with Spanish or French. This had never come up before. She had never had any student express any interest whatsoever. So... She tested me, and I was a whiz in both. She said, Barry, this is very impressive. Which one do you want to take? And uh, I said, may I take them both, Spanish and French? Well, she was so flattered and so pleased. And I just started learning languages early, and I was too lazy to quit. By the time I entered the Army, December 1952, I took tests and qualified as interpreter in 14 different languages. Oh, my God. <laughs> So uh, that, that, that's my excuse. I started learning languages early and was too lazy to quit. <laughs> it's amazing. We've got Barry Farber with us today here on the big broadcast. Uh, in 1991, he was named Talk Show Host of the Year by the National Association of Radio Talk Show Hosts. The guy is simply amazing. He's still doing it out there. Uh, you know, I, I'll tell you, man, you, you've got a great background, and uh, this this language learning that you're involved with and, and you just spoke on is uh, how, how do you how do you feel when you see stuff like Rosetta Stone and all this stuff nowadays where people want to learn languages but they want to learn it the easy way you kind of went through and learned it the hard way yeah well um, I'm sorry I'm sorry you can't steal second without taking your foot off first <laughs> uh, I 
I've got a technique. It's all in my book, and I'm not going to bore you with the, even the title or anything. The book is off and running. It's the bestseller in the world, and it's niche, but it's a very small niche. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, anyhow, uh, the uh, uh, whole point is you, I'm not promising no pain. I'm promising the most gain for the least pain. But these courses that say learn like a baby, learn, learn a language in 10 days makes me want to do citizen's arrest. <laughs> Lock them up. Well, I, I'm, I'm sure that uh, as, as our conversation goes on, there's a lot more people you would like to perform a uh, citizen's arrest on. But uh, exactly. we'll, we, will, we will save those names for later on when we tar- start talking politics. Now, uh, <laughs> we've got Barry Barber with us today. Uh, he, he's out there still doing radio. You, you are the guy that uh, basically helped Limbaugh back and all these guys uh, become millionaires. <laughs> because you, 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 you are very kind to say that. You know, Back in those days of radio, the most powerful figures were very well paid, but nobody ever came near a million dollars. Today, I know very few people of substance in the industry who don't make several million dollars a year. My grandson said to me, Grandpa, you know something? (laughs) You were big in the old days, and now you're old in the big days. Love that. Now let's let, let's let's kind of talk about that a little bit. I noticed that uh, you and I believe Bob Grant's still around. Right, there's, right. There's a lot of these guys that are still around. Um, is it is it just because you guys have been doing it so long, or is it more of a um, I, I kind of feel with Bob Grant, like like WABC kind of just throws him a bone. They don't really want to put him out to pasture. But like with you, you're still on Talk Radio Network and, and Cable Radio Network and all these oh, different what a, what a What a nice thing for you to point out. Bob is a good friend. We we figured it out the other day. We've worked together on three continents. Um, we worked together in Europe, in, in Asia, uh, <laughs> and in North America. No, uh, uh, somebody was introducing me at a speech not long ago, and he said, I'm not trying to tell you that Farber's been around for a long time. I'm just telling you, if you look at that portrait of the Last Supper, he third from the right. <laughs> so Great stuff. We did my, my, my first show uh, in my own. I was producer of a talk show before that and did interviews on the air. My very, very first one was with Martin Luther King yeah. uh, in 1957. Uh, but uh, my first show was September the 18th, 1960, and I've been fortunate to be on hand running ever since then. But we're talking longevity. You talk the number of stations, the number of ears on radio, the number of eyeballs on television. So I, I, I feel like I'm sort of picking, picking the public's pocket by talking about living a long time. <laughs> We've got Barry Farber with us today. Uh, this guy started a, uh, he basically just started a revolution. Uh, but um, W. NBC AM in the mid-1950s at 10.30 to midnight, Monday through Friday, you were hired uh, to do your own show on WNS, correct? Was that uh, 
the sixties, something like that? No, in the sixties I started I started at the number one station in New York. Dirty little secret. The re- I owe my job to the FCC. There was a payola <laughs> scandal. I was not on the air. I was I was a producer. Yeah. And uh, uh, I was an associate producer and I learned an associate producer was somebody who gets coffee for whoever the producer wants That's to That's right. They're they're a hit. gopher. Exactly. So uh, 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 all of a sudden, there came a a tsunami that hit the industry. Uh, This was a rock and roll station. There were no talk stations. There there was one which was forgiven for being a talk station simply because it started that way, and it started radio. That was WOR in New York. They started as a curiosity feature of a new technology and Bamberger's department store in Newark. And the late Jack Popoli had this as his baby. Nobody thought this thing called radio would last. So they had talk, but they were sort of, uh, you, you give them a blue ribbon around their box of Cracker Jacks and put them on the shelf. Everything else was music, AM. Uh, there was no FM. Everything was music. And there were some talk shows, but exiled into the ghetto very carefully, after 10.30 at night. Well, when the payola scandal broke, and it was learned that these top 40 music stations, uh, the reason these songs were in the top 40 was because the the A&R men from the record companies went out and bribed the disc jockeys with cash, (laughs) sex, and drugs, not necessarily in that order. In that order, yes. So when the FCC learned about this, they had to take a pill and lie down. And they said, we're going to go over the license applications of every one of these uh, music stations and see what they promised to do if they got a license. And the promises read like holy writ from Tibet. They were going to do public service and public education and public uplift and public facelift and everything. And they didn't do a bit of it. They didn't do anything they promised in writing to do if they got their license. All they had was a turntable and a lawyer. So when the scandal broke, in order to limit the damage, every radio station looked around for anybody who could complete a sentence in the English language without egregious error. So somebody once quipped that Fidel Castro is the only dictator who can say, I got my job to the New York Times. Uh, I am a talk host who can say, I got my job to the FCC and the payola scandal. Well, uh, Barry Farber with us today here on the big broadcast. He's also written several books. Um, In 1987, he wrote Making People Talk. You can turn every conversation into a magic moment. And uh, which which do you prefer? You've been you've done books, you've done radio, you've done some TV stuff. What what medium do you prefer? I I've always loved radio. But I know there's a lot of radio people that want to be TV stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't complain that I haven't had my chance. But all I can complain about, and I don't do this out loud except to someone like you who knows how to win you over and make you feel comfortable. Your your check is in the mail, by the way, sir. I always felt, I always felt... Well, may I give you a background to show you how easy it is for a southerner to feel the way he wants to? Jump in Uh, there, my friend. In 1949, the University of North Carolina played at Notre Dame in football. 
that year Notre Dame could have beaten us with their Protestant team. Uh, we got to Yankee Stadium. That's where the game was in New York City. Uh, and lo and behold, we didn't. Need, our first string, our backfield was two third stringers, one second stringer, and one first stringer. Our big star, Choo Choo Justice, didn't even play in the game. Not even one play. He was injured the week before. Red Quinn from Wake Forest threw him over the fence. So anyhow, here we were. <laughs> Carolina scored first. And then we uh, uh, kicked off, and they had to punt again, and Carolina marched to the goal line again, and the movies, they didn't have videotape, and the movies showed that we actually scored again. Uh, they didn't give that to us. Well, the final score was 42-6 to favor of Notre Dame, but you will still find Tar Heels uh, who swear that if only they'd given us that second touchdown that the movies clearly showed we earned, we would have won. So in my heart, I clearly feel that if I'd ever gotten the TV shot that was right, I would have lasted. I never got what I really wanted. It was just a sit-down uh, with the obligatory palm tree right there between me and the guests and talk with somebody interesting about interesting stuff daily. Daily. has to be daily. You can't do a once-a-week thing and make any footprints. Anyhow, I never got that, and I'm still available if anyone has the right people are listening. But anyhow, uh, I'm glad you asked that. It's a very therapeutic question, so there should be two checks to you in the mail. Thank you, sir. Barry Farber with us today here on the big broadcast. You know him as the conservative radio talk show legend. This guy is the reason that Beck, Hannity, Savage, and the rest of them are making millions these days. Uh Give, give me a little bit of information on what you think of the current talk radio scene. I'm sure you get asked all the time oh, your yeah, thoughts well, I, on Savage uh, I, and all these characters. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, there are differences between Northerners and Southerners. If you haven't picked it up already, I am a Southerner. <laughs> uh, one difference I'll point out, if the boss calls a middle, middle management guy in, and says, John, I want your true opinion now. How do you feel about Harold? John will pull out the knives if he sees an opportunity there, and Harold will be chopped liver within 18 seconds. <laughs> the worst a Southerner can do if he's in a situation like that, and the boss says, how do you really feel about Harold? He'll say, Harold, good old boy. So you're not going to get me to point the bony finger of indignation at anybody who makes more money than I do or has more listeners than I do, because that is a very poor stance. Uh, I'll simply say this. I wish that more of them had a sense of history. Uh, I, the, 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 the three you mentioned are impeccable. You, you have mentioned three volcanoes and a jungle of Ronson lighters. Rush Limbaugh, uh, Sean Hannity, and Mike Savage. They are all up there where the elephants make love, and they are exempt from any criticism. People who pick fights artificially when there is no reason to fight 
earn my the opposite of admiration, scorn, contempt. Those who just don't know anything. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you've got to explain what the Korean War was all about. They, uh, I don't care how much money they make with their uh, gift of gab or something, that doesn't excite my admiration at all. Uh, but somebody who does know his stuff picks his fights very carefully. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Lim- Limbaugh was, uh, you know, I knew Sean. Sean, uh, t- to this day, talks about how when he was 10 years old, he used to listen to me with a, uh, a transistor under, secretly un- under the covers. And when I would say, now, I want everybody to get a map. You need a map for this next segment. Uh, 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 he would get a globe and flashlight and take it under the covers with him. Uh, you, I can just sum up my feelings about today's crop in one little story. James Mishner was a prolific writer. He wrote South Pacific, The Bridge at Andal. James Mishner was tossed. Well, James Mishner went to Battery Park opposite the Statue of Liberty in New York one day. And there was a hot dog salesman, a hot dog vendor right there. And the hot dog vendor looked at him and said, don't tell me, don't tell me, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. And James Mishner said, Mishner, yeah, Jimmy Mishner, third grade, Scranton. How do you, Jimmy, how are you? Wow, what a coincidence, Jimmy Mishner. (laughs) He said, Jimmy, tell me, what did you ever wind up doing? And Mishner said, well, I, I write. He said, oh, really, Jimmy, what do you write? He said, well, I write books. He said, no kidding, Jimmy. How many books have you written? Mr. said, about 32. And the hot dog vendor said, tell me, Jimmy, uh, about how much do you get per book? And Mr. said, about a million dollars average. And the hot dog man said, 32 books, a million dollars a book. Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) So I just wish that I had thought of doing what Rush and what Sean and what Mike do, talking real talk about real things going on in the news. No, we didn't do that. We thought we were being courageous, asking celebrity guests interesting questions. <laughs> we, we, we thought that was, you know, the old, the old uh, mariners used to think they would fall off the earth if they went far enough out into the ocean. Or that, that there was a limit to things. That was our limit of uh, courage. The idea of, of uh, taking a sip of water, clearing your throat, leaning into the microphone and criticizing a congressman, much less a senator, a governor, a president. Wow, this, this, this simply never occurred, and I wish it had occurred to me. We've got Barry Farber with us today here on the big broadcast. He is an author. He's a legendary talk show host, uh, one of the guys behind uh, Daynet, I believe is how you pronounce it. Oh, what a memory you've got. (laughs) Yeah. Tell, Tell me a little bit about launching your own independent network, because there's so many people on the Internet. In alternative media, you know, uh, the folks at Talk Radio X, my close personal longtime friend, Mr. Frank Cotolo, there's all sorts of people that are, in, you know, doing their own networks or trying to do their own thing. That is amazing that you were able to launch something like this and be kind of on the ground floor with all sorts of great minds. Well, I wish that I could claim more credit for it. I just happen 
to have been there. Uh, uh, a young man uh, named Mike Costello, uh, who had been a producer for a talk show at WMCA in New York, had the idea that that, that the afternoon, uh, in other words, during the daytime, morning and afternoon, were, believe it or not, uh, a fairly non-competitive frontier. Yeah. So he said, why don't we start uh, an, our own network called Daynet, and uh, Barry, you'll be a, a feature. And we got Alan Combs, uh, who bats from the left and later teamed up with Sean Hannity on Fox yeah. News for about 12 years. And then Joy Brown, who's still a fixture at WOR. Uh, and we put a little team together, and it was just the right idea at the right time. Uh, it caught on, and we were financing it ourselves, broadcasting from ABC. And I mean, sometimes I had to leave the room just listening to Mike Costello take the Dunning calls from, a, you know, uh, where you are four weeks late in your satellite rent. you got to produce by next Wednesday noon or we cut you. And I just could Mike Costello had the, you know, Normandy beachhead guts for that kind of thing. He didn't <laughs> mind wearing a target on his back. And we had employees who did without pay for a while. But lo and behold, things worked out fairly well, and we sold it at a pretty good figure. Yeah. Well, it, it's it's amazing stuff with alternative media and, and all sorts of different things. What what do you think of, of Internet broadcasting and podcasting and, and things of that nature? So many of, uh, uh, as, as me and Catolo calls them, the brick-and-mortar folks, they poo-poo all over um, podcasting and Internet broadcasting. But then there's so many of them that, for whatever reason or another, have come here. Glenn Beck has a television channel on the Internet. Tom Likas out of uh, California is getting ready to relaunch uh, his radio show online. We've got the Bubba the Love Sponge, who used to do radio in Tampa and work for uh, Ho Ho Howard over on Sirius, has got a got an internet thing going. What, what, what do you think about the mainstream well, folks and, and internet in general? I certainly would not poo-poo them. I think the time for poo-pooing them is long past. I remember in the movie. Edison the man about Thomas Edison Spencer Tracy playing the genius inventor Thomas Edison and uh, uh, he showed a demonstration of the world's first electric light the incandescent light bulb and a potential investor who just didn't get it said what good is it and Edison said what good is a newborn baby so uh, I think that uh, they're going to have to take a lot of that a lot of that poo-pooing back you know anything that you can do uh, to reach people. I'd, uh, if they would simply, the networks ought to pay me just to be a one-man focus group, and whatever I like, they don't do. I think, I, I think Deborah Norville was the greatest host of the Today Show I ever saw. Uh, and I inherit this. I remember uh, my father uh, telling my mother over dinner that he was offered the franchise for something called Pepsi-Cola for the city of Miami, Florida, uh, thanks to friends. And they talked it over and decided, too bad, America already has one cola drinking. There's not room. 
for two. Uh, uh, I, uh, when my friend who ran WOR, uh, when, when I was there, I, I was real friendly with uh, the boss because we known each other before I was on there and before he was a boss. And uh, he brought a guy named Bernie Meltzer, who you may remember, up from yep. Philadelphia, who talked about individual uh, individuals would call in with their financial questions. And I said, Herbie, this has got to be the dumbest idea I ever heard. No two people's financial questions are alike, like no two snowflakes are alike, no two fingerprints are alike. Why are you going to listen to answers that don't belong to you, uh, to questions that don't belong to you? Herbie said, you just wait. And I waited, and sure enough, it was the most popular show on WOR. So uh, I, 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 a, I'm, I got two virtues here. I'm not the one to ask, and I know that I'm not the one to ask. <laughs> uh, I didn't think uh, I, I didn't think anything. Uh, no, I knew the internet would have a future, but I. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.